This episode of the Rooted Network podcast is brought to you by Chaplin, helping churches live in the digital age. Want a better website or marketing campaign for your church or ministry? Text Rooted to 38470 for more information. Welcome to the Rooted Network podcast. I am your host and president of the Rooted Network, Stephen Miller. Uh, and today I am joined by Courtney Orlando. What's up? And Andy Rozier. Hey. And John Collado. Yo, yo. I, AKA Collado. 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 <laughs> Collado. Uh, we are broadcasting here from Harvest Bible Chapel's uh, Downtown. Cathedral downtown yeah. location, and so depending on what the fire trucks and the honking horns <laughs> decide to do, uh, we may have uh, some some noise today, but that's okay. We'll have something good for you. We're going to be talking about pastor worship, pastor relations, mm. uh, that tension that can be there sometimes with those two positions. Obviously, uh, we believe um, that there there should be a partnership there as well as submission there, and so. That tension uh, can be very, very real. And so uh, I'm going to let Andy lead off on this one because uh, Andy's got seniority over all of us in <laughs> having tenure with the same pastor for 16 years. Mm-hmm. 16 years. Andy, mm. man. Sure. You know, mm. James may or, not, may or may not listen to this. Yeah. But, you know, I, <laughs> I know don't know you, if he listens to podcasts. I know that you'd say the same thing if he was in the oh, room. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, oh, so. yeah. We've, no, we've. Yeah. We've, we've talked about it. Uh, yeah, man, I think that this is, uh, this is a hot topic for me because I see a lot of division in the church. I, I do believe that if the enemy can divide this relationship, he can actually divide the church. Uh, you know, our churches that are just represented here are full of, you know, smart people, physicians, yeah. Lawyers, bankers, you know, they they can read, you know, body language, and they have family dynamics themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when a worship leader is in a bad place with his senior pastor um, or lead pastor, you know, whatever you want to call them, uh, then the people can see right through that, and. Um, and so I think, uh, for me, um, you know, I am, I'm actually more pro lead pastor than I ever am worship pastor. Yeah. Mm. I think because I think the lead pastor is the worship pastor of your church. Yeah. Mm. Otherwise it says to the church that the worship is just about music. Mm. So my pastor James McDonald, his name is, he loves that I call him the worship pastor. Mm. Um, he's a worshiper as well. Um, but um, the weekend service is the one, is the, is, the, is the furnace in the factory of your church. Yeah. And, and it is not your event. It's the lead pastor's mm. event. And, um, and the buck has to stop with someone and there's been plenty of times that uh, James has made a call for something that I thought was not the best 
Um, usually, if I'm honest, I didn't like the song because it wasn't cool. <laughs> I'd never heard it before. And then we delivered it in the church, and he's the guy owning the message, um, what he wants, what what he believes that God wants to say through his word that weekend. Yeah. And, um, and ultimately, the ultimate worship leader, the Spirit of God himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. Um, you know, descends into the room and does something uh, really special through the submissiveness and the humility of that relationship. Yeah. Um, so, that's a good place to start. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know? Sort of recognizing positionally, you know, there's, there's more going on than your, your position. Absolutely. Than your, than your preference, than your list of songs that you've chosen, than your preparation that you've done. Yeah. And, and ultimately, you're submissive to the one that God has placed over the church mm-hmm. to, to sort of be accountable yeah. for all that goes on in that church. Yeah. And they are the lead worship pastor. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I think on the, on the other side of the coin, I think a lot of senior pastors, lead pastors, don't know how to talk to their worship guy. Yeah. That's what they say. I don't know how to talk to my worship guy. <laughs> and I always say to them, man, you do. You, you're, just, you're just thinking music. Yeah. You don't know how to talk to them about music. Yeah. But if you can't talk to them about worship, you shouldn't be pastoring that church. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Because yeah. worship is not a musical function. Right. Right? So, um, so hmm. you know, if you can, so I, I'm, like I said, I'm pretty pro lead pastor, um, but it's on him. Yeah. It's on him. Yeah. It's, I really believe that at the end of the day, it's on the lead pastor to lead the relationship between those two people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and to, uh, recruit the worship leader um, to their mission and the mission of the church um, so that um, when calls get made and different stylistic preferences collide um, both can be united yeah 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 I think there's something too about the the idea that everything rises and falls on leadership and ultimately as the lead pastor of your church goes so will be the culture of your church Mm -hmm. and how many worship leaders or worship pastors or whatever have stood and quote unquote worshiped their guts out week in week out for a group of people who don't necessarily respond to that mm-hmm. but then you've got a church and, and without fail I, I would love to do a study on this but mm-hmm. I, from, from what I from what I can gather just observing and studying different churches the churches that truly kind of get it in worship every single one of them has a lead pastor that is himself a worshiper mm-hmm. he's not trying to delegate that mm-hmm. task to somebody saying yeah. well I'm not a worshiper but I want to be a worshiping <clears throat> church so I'm going to hire a guy who I can just 
have mm-hmm. taken. They're yeah. they're thinking about worship. They're mm-hmm. they're they're right. experienced. They're on the front row. They're right. raising their hands. They're singing. They're they're part of the songwriting processes. Right. They're part of the worship planning processes. Right. They're texting their worship leaders saying, "What about this song and this song sure. and this yeah. song?" They're they are a, they're looking at it as a partnership, right. uh, and that they're that they're leading. Sure. Uh, the worship of the church, and, sure. and mm-hmm. so. But now we listen. Now there's a guy on here listening, saying, "Well, my senior pastor's not a worshiper, right? Like, you know, like he he's not interested in worship. He just yeah. tells me to do my thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. dude, that's on you now. Yeah. Yeah. That's on you now. Like, um, you know, remember what a CD is? <laughs> you know, well, your lead pastor has a CD player in his car. <laughs> you can go buy a CD, put your favorite five tracks on it that you love right now that you want to teach to the church yeah go take the keys from his office put it in his car (laughs) i'm serious yeah you know and you know put the keys back on his desk and in a week from now have your next cd in hand and walk in there and ask him hey what of those songs really stirred your heart Mm. yep not what were your favorite songs but what what songs stirred your heart oh he's like oh I, i i really like that song yeah tell me why why did it stir your heart it's again, you're, you, now the worship guy yeah. is teaching the lead guy, yeah. you know, how to, communi- how to communicate in the language that they are a worshiper yeah, themselves, that's good. you know, yeah. mm-hmm. because you're right. You're absolutely right. Like every lead pastor is a worshiper, but they, but we as worship leaders operate in a worship language mm-hmm. all right. the time. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And we often become the, the person who like, wants to, you know, say, oh, my lead pastor, you know, he doesn't understand me because he doesn't talk my language. <laughs> but dude, it's not your language. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> seriously, right? You know? Yeah, yeah. So, um, so I think it's, it's totally, it's that, it's that, you know, equal relationship, helping each other out, yeah. you know? There's a little yeah. bit of like lessons in marriage, yeah. right? Yeah. Of just yeah. kind of yeah. like, you know, the first lesson I learned in my first year of marriage was when I saw things about my wife that wasn't exactly the way I would do it, <laughs> we would talk about it or even argue about it mm-hmm. in a way that I realized after a year of marriage, hey, I'm just trying to turn you into me. And that's, <laughs> yeah. and that's a problem, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah and good. what we should be doing is celebrating the differences that we do have, yeah. you know, um, but um, but yeah, being united in our in our in what we believe. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, represented in, in the four of us here, we have several different kind of categories of worship leader here. I'm, mm-hmm. I am a, a worship pastor at my church, but I'm not the worship pastor over my church. I've yeah. got obviously Pastor Jack Graham is our, our lead pastor of our church and ultimately the worship pastor underneath him. We have Michael Neal, who's my boss. He's kind of our lead worship pastor. Uh, and then I uh, help him to oversee the worship ministry and, and particularly at our North Campus. And so that that's one thing, right? And I'm working as part of a team, but not leading the team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we've got Courtney here who, you're an elder yes. at The Journey, but you're a volunteer. You yeah. re- I mean, you, 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 well, I'm, I'm considered well, like part time. Yeah. Yeah. Part time. Mm-hmm. Not, but, but not I'm not full time on staff. No, not on staff. Um, and, and so, um, that has different dynamics there as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah. and then John, uh, you know, you're, you're, t- what's your role look like exactly here? I mean, 
So uh, you're I'm nine days worship in. leader. Yeah. <laughs> you're nine days in. So. I'm nine days in, and uh, I'm still trying to figure that out. No, uh, and I'm I'm part of it. I'm part of the team. I'm I'm part of the the worship team, and uh, I get to serve alongside a great team. But before moving here, I was a worship pastor over yeah. a campus yeah. and responsible for multiple sets and and yeah. the direction of the music. And I yeah. was the guy yeah. picking the music and teaching the music and yeah. executing the music from start to finish. And, yeah. um, you know, it was, yeah. I, I've come from different experiences. Yeah. So. And so kind of given all that information, like just the different levels and every church has that right you've got your volunteer you've maybe got a contractor right. uh, yeah. or something like that you've got part-time bivocational you've got full-time you've yeah. got your guy who's your student pastor and your worship pastor you've yeah. got a woman who's the the wife of the lead pastor who's leading mm-hmm. uh you know that's lauren right she's matt mm-hmm. matt's uh, lauren chandler's on our on our uh, leadership team she's matt chandler's wife and she's a volunteer worship leader at the church, um, leads alongside Michael Bleeker. And, uh, and so there's that, you know, there's just different, or you've got Glenn Packiam, you know, who, who's also on our leadership team and he's the lead pastor, uh, who's used to be a worship pastor. Ooh. And now he's, you know, so all that represented, um, within this, within this network, um, every single one of us have experienced what it's like to have poured your heart and your soul <laughs> into planning Mm -hmm. uh, a worship experience, not just a set, right? But sort of the liturgy and the expression of what the church is going to be doing that weekend. And then on Saturday night or Sunday morning, you get a call or you get a text text Mm -hmm. from your worship, (laughs) from your lead pastor. (laughs) Hey, I'm going to go along and you get cut. Mm-hmm. Or, hey, I feel the Holy Spirit's leading me a different direction in the sermon today mm-hmm. from what I told you. And so we need to do this, this, and this song, oh, yeah, right? Yeah. Or, or whatever. Um, I think that the, the, there, there are multiple responses that we can have, right? Mm-hmm. But what is the appropriate response? I, I, in your flesh. Throw something. How do you want to? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> and so, no, don't um, throw anything. Don't throw anything. Yeah, and yeah. He, he, he alluded to it being like this, you know, similar to a marriage relationship where it's kind of like a, a you make these compromises but you also submit to authority so my wife we make compromises together me and my wife but she knows if it's something god's really telling me then she submits and she trusts yeah. me mm-hmm. even if it's stupid or, or yeah. uh, hurts us <laughs> um but you know i remember a couple times where you know i put together a set and um one of the songs i used to sing at my grandma's church and during offering and i remember passionately wanting to set this song up and give the history behind the song and I did it the first service and then you know pastor came up and was like hey um, I feel like that you know the, the talking between us was a little too much and yada 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 <laughs> and I was like what you talking about man that's, that's history for me <laughs> but in that moment I had to submit to his yeah, wisdom yeah, even if wow. I couldn't see it yeah. I'm like it may be some wisdom that I can't see, mm-hmm. so right. I'm gonna I'm gonna bend to that, and I yeah. just say, okay, I got you. You know, I cut that part mm-hmm. out. But, but another occasion where um, you know the pastor had to trust me was when um, I did um, a song called Sanctuary, and um, it was his first time hearing it, and he heard it the first service. He was like, oh, that song just seemed a little drawn out and a little kind of sad. And I was like, bro. I was like, trust me, this like this is a, even though you haven't heard it, it's people who mm-hmm. who are in our congregation who grew up listening to the song, mm-hmm. yeah. and then he trusted me. And then by the third service, 
he was like, oh, I probably don't feel it, but I saw how it benefited our congregation. Yeah. And so he trusted me on that because it was, and he used his wisdom and was saying, this is a song that I personally yeah. don't gravi- gravitate towards. Yeah. But he trusted me to follow in the spirit as well. And it, you know, ended up working out too. So, yeah. 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 I think, you know, we're, we're, we're talking about the church. This is like God's bride. Yeah. So when he, I, I don't know, if you got to run the kingdom of God for a day, would you ever, <laughs> would you ever put the second best man in a job? I, I wouldn't. I'd put the best guy in the job for his weaknesses because, because God is strength in our weakness and not our strength. Yeah. So when you see relationships clash, you're going to see a lot of weakness come out. But when a, someone who's in authority over you asks you to change something, um, it might not actually be that person asking you to change the song. Yeah. Right? Because this is God's bride. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen. And, and the spirit is, oh man, you know, the spirit... You spent all that time toiling over the service. You've got to remember that the service is just as present in the planning as he is the service mm-hmm. yeah. itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, he, and he will see it through. Yeah. So um, the spirit never sits in the planning room with you saying, okay, guys, I promise you nothing's going to change. <laughs> you know, like, you know. <laughs> so, if he, so if he needs to get your senior pastor, if he needs to use your senior pastor to get that thing to change yeah. because you don't have the humility to change it yourself yeah. and he's going to come over the top of you to get it to change, then he's going to do that yeah. because it's his people the, the spirit it's the Lord's people it's his glory he's yeah. after he's jealous for it mm-hmm. yeah. he will recklessly go after it yeah. and um, yeah man if I had a penny <laughs> I'd, I'd, I would buy us all lunch you know like uh, yeah <laughs> yeah I mean my flesh is at war with my soul yeah it is it, it, it is every weekend I haven't solved that if anybody knows how to solve that like you know um, but um, man I love music yeah I love music and I love the power of music but um, but God didn't call us to love music. He called us to love the people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He called your pastor to love the people. Mm-hmm. The Spirit himself uses music to love the people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you've got to be on that program as fast yeah. as you can. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I think there's something about the humility of it mm-hmm. as well that the Spirit will honor. Yeah. When we humble ourselves and say, okay, you know, you've placed this person over me and I'm going to submit, yeah. uh, he... He embraces that, right? He gives grace to that. Whereas if you bow up and you say, no, man, this is it. Mm -hmm. What does the scripture say? He opposes the proud. Yeah, right. And so the principle is true across the board. And this is, you know, we're we're talking about lead pastor, worship pastor, but but let's just say, you know, John and and one day Andy's going to come to you and say, you know, I love that, but we need to do this instead. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. You know, or Michael will come to me. Hey, man, let's not do that song. Let's do this one instead. You know, or Russ is going to come to you, you know, or or whatever. I mean, we've all got people over us, you know, and 
and uh, and 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 sometimes they're younger than we are. Sometimes they're less experienced than we are. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you don't know why they're over you. I mean, that's just the <laughs> truth. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And, and not just in this circle, but yeah. in, in the church in yes, general. Absolutely. Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. we have a response. We have two responses. Yeah. We can we can re- respond with pride. Yeah. Or we can yeah. respond with humility. Yeah. Amen. You know, yeah. I think I think Amen. what fuels the background of each response whether with pride or humility, is really our perspective on why we do what we're doing. Uh, This is either our career, uh, this is our job, this is what we stand for, this represents our talents, this represents our abilities, our experiences, or this is our calling. And with that, uh, nobody can rob that calling. Mm -hmm. And so when you have that calling, it enables you to have a servant's heart. Mm -hmm. And when you have that servant's heart, and this is not necessarily a job or a paycheck, then it's a lot easier to have that humility Mm -hmm. in response Mm -hmm. uh, rather than uh, an aggressive response or a a Mm -hmm. proud response or a resistant response. Um, You become less territorial when it's a calling yeah. rather than a career. Absolutely. Don't you know how hard I worked on this? Yeah. I spent all week doing this. Yeah. That's a that's a very career-minded response mm-hmm. because you're building something, uh, yeah. whereas a calling is, okay, if you want me to go get lunch, I'll go get lunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you don't want me to sing today? All right, yeah. not a problem. Yeah. You want me to clean the bathrooms? Yeah. Wherever you want me to serve. Why? Because a calling is a calling. Yeah. Yeah. Whom God calls, he equips. And yeah. that really just gives the... the um, the bones mm-hmm. to a servant's yeah. heart. Right? Yeah. So, you know, your functional think, roles are not your foundational identity. Exactly. Yeah. Can I quote Glenn Packiam? Do it. Uh, we'll, we'll give him credit. Yeah. You know. yeah. <laughs> he, said, he said something to me across the table once that I was just like, wait, let me just grab my phone and just write that down. It's literally, it's, it helped me out so, so much. You know, just, um, just to piggyback on what John's saying here, just everyone is called to ministry. Yep. Everyone is called Mm -hmm. to ministry. You work in Starbucks. There's an opportunity for you to share the gospel. Um, But not everyone is called to authority. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's good. And imagine if you got like some, you know, you got three camera guys in your in your in your worship center at the weekend. One of them feels like, you know, I'm called to authority. You know, goes, <laughs> goes rogue, you know, on the camera director. <laughs> Imagine if everybody thought they were called to the authority, yeah. you know, and they're not. Right. Yeah. The lead yeah. pastor is the one called to authority. Yeah. 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 You know, I have some authority, but I'm not called to the authority, the authority. Yes. you know. Yeah. And that's um, good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Man, yeah, thanks, I've seen, I've seen many. Many worship leaders um, have to hit that highway because yeah. you know they because they fought for their way. And, yeah. um, right. You know, I think you should enter. You should enter into ministry period with the loose grip, yeah. knowing that um, that um, you know God can call an audible at any minute. Absolutely. You know, yeah. And switch that thing up. You know. Yeah. One of the things I can say, one of the most encouraging things, uh, is when you see your pastors um, worshiping, when Mm. you see them with tears streaming down their Mm. face, when you see them come up and they're choking on their their tears before they preach Mm. because the word of God, I mean, the word read, the the, the word of God spoke through the music Mm -hmm. and, and, and moved them. And that's, that's, that's the, that's the part of partnership. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And and it's teamwork. And I I, I honestly can say, man, we have 
our, our lead pastors are just great, man. They're worshipers. And, you know, yeah. and I grew up with them. the pastor had, I guess it was dignity. I don't know. They thought it was dignity where <laughs> the pastor just never showed no emotion. He'd just yeah. sit in the big chair in the middle right. and be like, right, right, right. you know what I'm saying, singing. And, but you never saw him vulnerable, crying. Um, but I love now yeah. that I can see my, my brothers who pastor me. Uh, shedding tears, whether yeah. it be over their own sin, whether it be over the congregation, whether it be tears of joy of God's grace and goodness. But man, it does wonders yeah. when, you know, they are engaging uh, on the, you know, from the, the, the scripture and the music that they, which they trusted you yeah. uh, to pick out for that day's yeah. uh, service. You use that word trust. And I think in addition to humility, trust is the next key factor oh, yeah. of, of the, the pastor worship pastor relationship what are some ways andy you can start us out man but how do you build trust how do you how do you gain trust as a worship pastor uh and if 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 we could venture to say how could a lead pastor gain trust from his worship pastor hmm um how do you engender that and build that Wow. Well, I think that, that for sure, that a mutual appreciation for each other's giftedness, um, I call it waving the flag, you know, just like, I love getting off the stage at the end of the weekend, I'm driving home, and I'll just text my pastor and just be like, dude, you like, you brought it this weekend, like, like I was hanging on every word, man. Just like, um, like the Lord really spoke to me about this and this and this and this. It's it's the senior pastor that often thinks that the worship guy is just about music, and when he shows that his world is beyond that, and that it is to serve the people more than to serve the style or the music itself, then the worship then the lead pastor doesn't see the worship leader as just the music guy. Yeah. And I think in the economy of lead pastors, they value that in, a, in an amazing way. Yeah. The other side of that coin is, um, you know, my story is that when, when I started here, we were at one campus, and at that time, I was completely not qualified in a number <laughs> of ways to take the job that I did my pastor saw something in me that that um, that I didn't see myself um, and if I did I saw it pridefully and and um, and that was part of the story as well me him kind of like weeding that out of me mm. but every Monday night I was around his house without fail I wasn't allowed to make any other plans on Monday nights his I sat at the dinner table. I was fed, you know, I hung out for the rest of the evening. We watched Lost together. <laughs> um, yes, <laughs> so know, good. I taught his kids how to play guitar. I, um, I, and, and I developed access to him. Hmm. Now we're seven churches. That guy, this guy's plate is full, yeah. right? Not only that, but he's, you know, he's doing a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, and yesterday, 
you know, the guy just had knee surgery and I showed up at his house and I had access. And there's a lot of people who don't have access. Yeah. Because they shouldn't, because you can only give access to a certain amount of people. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. But he, he gave me access. And when the senior pastor doesn't give the worship leader access, then the worship leader, I think, finds it hard to build relationship. And mm. you cannot build respect if you don't have relationships. That's right. Yeah. yeah, that's good. It's impossible. Yeah. To just like, it's not really respect. Yeah. You know, if you don't have relationship. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. That's mm. yeah. good. That's really good. Mm-hmm. But uh, you, John? I feel in, in addition to access, you also have time. You know, um, when a worship leader has time, they get to show that they're not just about their own agenda, but they're about the body of Christ, where they're serving. Um, they have time to adhere to the senior pastor, the lead pastor's vision. Um, they have time to attach to his heartbeat and the direction that God is leading him as the shepherd, the overall shepherd of mm-hmm. that body of Christ. and. When uh, a worship leader has time, um, he has the opportunity for access, and um, mm. and you can become proven over time. Uh, there are cer- certain worship leaders that are in town and out of town real quick, uh, and um, you know, you really know who a person is once they get cut mm-hmm. a couple of times. Yes, what, what they bleed is 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 who they are the whole time. What. One last thing just that I thought of that might be of help to worship leaders listen to this, something that I wrote about in the book, the Matt Boswell book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Our, our, our friend Matt Boswell was um, a self-discovery of me having to figure out in the first four or five years of my relationship with my pastor that he... Uh, you know, well, let's just say one thing first. So, like, you know, I work with a whole bunch of guys in my ministry, and we're friends. We're friends. We hang out. We go to the movies together, you know. And I'm a pastor in their life, and I'm their boss yeah. as well. And I have to navigate that relationship mm. very carefully, mm-hmm. right? And just this week, one of the guys that I work with, I had to switch from friend to boss within like five minutes and pull him into my office and sit him down and be like, you're going the wrong way, you know, turn around, you know, don't do that anymore, you know. And I think a lot of times it's hard. It's hard for the emotional, Mm. artistic type to be able to manage that gear change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, and the senior pastor often thinks, um, okay, I'm done with that. I'm done with, uh, you know, just, you know, tearing you apart on that thing that you keep doing on stage. <laughs> hey, let's go and see a movie together. And the, and the worship leader's like, dude, I never want to be around you ever, ever again. <laughs> you know, like just, you know, because usually senior pastors are more type A yeah. And they all like switch gears like that. Whereas the worship leader is like, dude, I need like three weeks to come down off of that, yeah. you know, that yeah. ripping yeah. apart that you just gave me. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the faster that a worship leader can just accept that 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 that, rela- that 
relationship has to change yeah. fast. Yeah. And you have to become, a, you have to ask the Lord, Lord, just give me um, the ability to change gears as he changes gears. Then that relationship can go a lot more smoother. Yeah, I think from my perspective, uh, I think two things that, one, one thing that a worship leader can do well and one thing that a, a lead pastor can do well uh, to engender trust in the relationship. Let's say, uh, to start, worship leaders, get out of the green room. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you, you don't need That's to be so in the green room. Like, yeah, how man. do you shepherd a flock from a green room? Yeah. You can't yeah. do it. And so, really yeah. number one, get in there and listen to the sermon. Mm-hmm. Like sit under the authority of yeah. God's word that your yeah. pastor is teaching and, and, and learn God's word. You need to be a student of God's word. And mm-hmm. that means getting it whenever you can, as much as you can, drinking from the fire hydrant as much as possible. And when your pastor sees that in you, that hunger for God's word, that builds trust. Whenever, yes. whenever mm-hmm. your pastor sees you respecting him, enough to come in and listen, even if it's like the third time you've heard the sermon that weekend. Come on. Mm-hmm. Uh, that will build trust. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll recognize that you're not just the guy who's going to sing his songs and then mm-hmm. go into the green room and hang out. Uh, get out of the green room. Mm-hmm. After the services, be in the lobby. Yeah. Come on. Meeting people, shaking hands, praying with yeah. people. Yeah, absolutely. Letting people know that you yeah. are accessible and mm-hmm. that you're not some rock star. Mm-hmm. Uh, that will go a long way yeah. into mm-hmm. building trust. Amen. Uh, pastor, uh, if you're listening to this, and it's not just this is not just for worship leaders; it's specifically geared to worship leaders. But, uh, pastor, I, I hope there are some pastors listening today. Uh, I think one of the best things that you can do uh, is is show people, show your worship pastor or your worship leader that you care about them for who they are, mm-hmm. not just for what they can do for you. Uh, one of the greatest things that I am experiencing right now at Prestonwood is that my pastors. Uh, and this is Jack Graham, who's lead pastor of the church, uh, incredible pastor, incredible communicator, uh, an immense platform that the Lord has given him because he's faithful to preach God's word. I have access to him. And, and I mean, he takes me to games. He's a Rangers fan. We go to baseball games together and he's got great seats, you know, and I get to sit with him in his great seats. And he cares about me. You know, he doesn't mm-hmm. just care about what I'm doing for yeah, him or what so I'm doing true. for his church or how That's I'm great. building. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if we're going through something, if we're walking through something, he, he, uh, he is in my life as well as my, my campus pastor, Chris Kuba. Uh, you know, he's a friend. Like I would go on vacation with the guy. Mm. He's, he, he is uh, an accessible person and he's Mm -hmm. that way, not just with me, Mm -hmm. but with the people of his church. He's not like on some tier above accessibility. Mm. Uh, you know, if people are struggling, they have a shepherd in him. Uh, and if I am struggling, I have a shepherd in him and a friend in him. And that for me, if, if, if pastor, if you can get, if you can show that to your worship pastor and your worship leader, you will have loyalty. You will have trust. Mm-hmm. You'll have a guy who will be your big flag mm-hmm. waver. Yeah. You know, um, and 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 that that builds trust. That builds loyalty. That builds longevity, and ultimately, I think it's just an, a much better working relationship, ministry relationship. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, and and all the gears are kind of turning the right direction, uh, everything just works better. Mm-hmm. So the more you can do that, guys, I would really recommend and, uh, and, and advise that. And so, mm-hmm. um, 
Courtney, we got about two minutes left. Yeah, no, nah, man. You I give mean, me your, you give me your one thing, so man. Absolutely, bro. No, I concur with with, uh, with all that was said. Um, just being being known. I think um, in my experience in being an elder as well as a worship leader um, and, and seeing some of the pitfalls that pastors and uh, worship pastors or worship leaders make is not being known. And we talked about the time and being having access, but being known. It's, it's so dope that my pastor can trust me um, to, to be the uh, lead worship guy, but also can say, hey, as a young lady who's um, who's been molested or struggling with image issues or not eating, can you come in my office and pray um, uh, with me for her? Um, or, hey, um, I, um, your wife told me about what was going on with your heart the other day, and I just want to pray with you, and we sh and we cry together and pray for one another. Mm. And um and then just not looking at me for the service they hired me to do, right, yeah. or I'm just not look looking at you as my boss and I'm just subjugate to you, and I just owe you a service. But we are co-laborers, yeah. you know, and so I love that that um, that 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 is just not black and white. That they yeah. only look for me to perform, but you know, my pastor is saying, "Hey, I'm concerned about your life," like you were saying, yeah. um, and I'm concerned about his life. So I'm concerned about if he's had enough rest, or if he's yeah. in a season of uh, frustration, or uh, vice versa. You know, so I, I I think we should strive to understand we're co-laborers and not just using one another yeah. for a service. But I should be concerned with your spiritual health. I can be should be concerned with how you're doing financially, the choices that you're making, if you're experiencing joy or anger in this season or whatever's going on. And um and I love you as a brother in Christ, whether than someone I've hired to perform a duty or looking at you yeah. like you're just my boss. Yeah. So yeah. That's really good. That's really good. Well, we all have uh, those choices to make every single day uh, in this in this line of ministry, in this mm -hmm. line of life, to be uh, to respond with humility versus with pride, uh, to recognize that our, our our functional roles are not our foundational identities, to submit ourselves under the authority of God and under the authority of those He's put over us. Uh, and as we do that, my prayer is that we as worship leaders in the church would would begin to uh, to really have a, a picture of the sovereign rule and reign of our great God and King, and uh, and be able to to model that for the people in our church who are all, all dealing with forms of authority that maybe they agree with sometimes and maybe they don't. When we, as the servants and ministers and, and pastors of their church, model that for them, mm -hmm. my prayer is that we as a people uh, would begin to display the glory of God everywhere we go. And so um, we're praying to that end for you guys, uh, listeners, and uh, we'll, we'll have a new episode coming at you here pretty quick. So stay listening and on the lookout, and we'll talk to you soon.